0: What is going on, Cheap Coach Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got K-Love, you got Stevie P. We are coming at you with another podcast. What's going on, Steve? What's going on, Kev? What's going on, world? What's going on, everyone? So today, like we said, we're going to get into uh, the risers and fallers from rounds eight through whatever. Uh, I guess, you know, we'll go into the end of the draft. And, you know, of course, we'll touch on some news that came down, uh, you know, with, you know, cut day happening and things of that nature. So we'll get into some news uh, and we'll start that off right away. So right off the bat, Cam Newton gets cut. Mac Jones is the starter for New England. Does that do anything for you in re- in w- with terms of the weapons for New England? Yeah, that
1: makes me really like James White.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about Damian Harris?
1: Yeah, I like Damian Harris, but I don't think it really ups his value a whole lot more. Um, you know, I think I think you. You know, we were talking about it a minute ago. I think you think his touchdowns are going to go up. I mean, I could see his touchdowns going up a little bit, but, you know, I, I do think Ramondre Stevenson looked pretty good in the in the preseason with the way he was running the ball in the red zone, and, you know, he had a couple long runs, so I don't really know. I don't know if that's 100% going to be his workload or if it's going to be a split workload, or, you know, Mac Jones can run the ball a little bit. He's, he's obviously no Cam Newton. I mean, not nowhere even close. But I do think that uh Damian Harris numbers do go up just a little bit
0: yeah I think that it helps Harris out probably at the goal line more than anything you know Cam would have taken you know some of those touchdowns away but like you said you know Stevenson might get some work down there he's a thumper um they might use him in the goal line situation we'll have to see how the you know New England plays it you know they're they can be all over the place, and we all know that. Uh, also from New England, Stephon Gilmore put on the uh, physically unable to perform list, so he'll miss six games. So if you're drafting the Patriots defense, that's def- something, definitely something to be aware of. Um, so the Texans are not expected to trade Deshaun Watson, at least today. Um, you know, he's pretty much going to be you know, on their roster as of right now heading into the regular season. We'll have to see what happens. I mean, you know, Stephen Ross from the the owner from the Dolphins apparently really wants him. But I can't see anybody willing to give up what, you know, the Houston Texans are asking for, uh, you know, with, with Watson's off the field, you know, stuff going on.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you know, I don't want to get too much in depth with it because, like you said, we don't really know – what the situation with his legal issues are. But, you know, with those issues in hand, I don't see how anybody gives up three number ones and two number twos to get a Deshaun Watson. So, you know, obviously the Texans are going to have to take a discount uh, with the legal issues that this, this, you know, young man has. So, you know, that's it. So let's get into uh, the next topic.
0: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so a couple other, you know, players or, you know, things to get into. Um, David Bactari uh, from, you know, the offensive lineman for the Green Bay Packers. He looks like he's going to be on the pup list to start the season, as will Michael Thomas. Uh, Devontae Freeman was let go. Um, Chargers actually cut Michael Bagley, which is was a little bit of a. I think a little bit of a surprise. Um, this one could be interesting. The Vikings have solved their tight end issue as they are trading for Chris Herndon. That one could be interesting uh, for the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, with Irv Smith on the shelf, kind of for like probably I would say the first three or four weeks. Um, you know, them adding another tight end could be could be interesting i mean it, it, if hernan shows anything it could cut into what we thought irv smith could be this season you know that's kind of what kyle rudolph was for two years is basically just the irv smith stopper
1: yeah um, i don't i was never really I high mean, on irv i saw like i don't think i got irv in any drafts and i didn't mock draft him anywhere like i just you no. Know, to me a tight end really the only tight end that's ever been good with kirk cousins has been jordan reed, jordan reed. so and you know other than that he's not really ever got like a really really good tight end so it's kind of like you know i don't want to say a stay away point for me but you know i just don't trust kirk cousins to have two fantasy viable wide receivers and a fantasy tight end viable while also giving targets to dalvin cook you know what i mean it just to me it's just yep. i don't trust cousins that much
0: uh, Tariq Cohen also going onto the pup list, um, and then the whole Giants fiasco. So Evan Ingram, Joe Judge was not happy, not optimistic about him being ready for Week One. They're not saying whether Saquon Barkley will be ready for Week One, uh, but Kenny Galladay did participate in individual drills since, since the you know for the first time since he uh, tweaked that hamstring a little bit. So. That is definitely a a kind of a shit show going on in, in the uh, New York metropolitan area that we're going to have to pay attention to. Um, and that's it for the news. So let's get into these eighth round, seventh and eight, or you know, eight and later uh, fallers and risers. Um, so we'll go into the eighth round. Uh, I'll say one round right the. Bat is LaVisca Chenault. Uh, I think LaVisca, when we first started, was like a tenth round guy. Um, he is now going in like the eighth round, as we see the beginning of the eighth round. Um, you know, I, I think DJ Chark's injury uh, definitely played a part in that. You know, we'll probably discuss DJ Chark in a little bit as well. But uh, you know that play. You know, DJ Chark getting hurt played a part in it. Um, you know. Travis Etienne getting hurt definitely helps uh, Lavisca Chenault. We've talked about that and how you know a lot of what they were going to do with Etienne, they may just start doing with Chenault. So you know, I, and I I thought Chenault was was a potent had a potential for a breakout all all year long. I've been saying it all all season. So you know, glad to see that the industry has caught up to my thoughts.
1: Yep, uh, you know I like Lavisca Chenault so. I'm not gonna go too much more in depth with LaVisca. Um, know, say it's actually there's actually
0: a few guys in this yeah, in this definitely. round. Yeah, Corey that, <laughs> Davis is
1: a mover up, uh, yep. Marquise Calloway is a mover up. Sonny yep. um, Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle, Devin Singletary was in the eleventh round, now he's in the yeah. eighth. Yep. Um, you know, Sony Michelle obviously, you know, after the trade. Tyler Higby was actually like a tenth round guy. Now he's up in the eighth. Yep. Um eh, so for me there's a lot of guys in this round. I there's really only two guys that I that I'll talk about, you know, um Cory Davis, look, you know, he just looks like the number 1 target for that team and that's kind of what we've been waiting for to see who that number 1 target was going to be. And now that it looks like it's going to be Cory Davis, you know, he's a guy that I'm interested in the 8th round, you know, I have no problem taking him there. Uh and then Marquez calloway is another guy that Has just looked phenomenal in the preseason. Like, I, I, this is my thing though. And I try to tell people this every time because, okay, so a couple years ago when, when, uh, who was it? Cook, Cooks was on the Saints. He had back to back preseason games where he had like a really long touchdown. I think he had like an 80 yard touchdown from Drew Brees. And then, like, I don't know, the very next week he had, like, a 60-yard catch. Well, I don't think he scored, but he got, it like, a 60-yard catch. And his ADP went from, like, round – it was in, like, round seven. It was one, not his rookie. I think I want to say it was the second year after his rookie year. And his ADP shot up, like, four rounds. And he ended up not playing very well in the beginning of the season. He finished off the season strong, which, you know, got him up in the top 24. But he really struggled the first, you know, couple of weeks of the season and really hurt a lot of fantasy players who drafted him in, like, round five, six. Uh, So I would just say, you know, this offense is, you know, you didn't really see the full offense, so you don't know what Antonio Callaway is going to be. Um,
0: Marquez Callaway.
1: Or Marquez, I'm sorry, Marquez Callaway. So, you know, I definitely think – Marquez could be very good, especially as the number one wide receiver. And if Teddy Bridgewater can play somewhat good, you know, I think he can be, you know, a good player, especially in the eighth round to get. But, you know, I would be careful with, you know, taking him earlier than this because right around this range is where I think he should go. I think he's, you know, a ninth, eighth, ninth, end of the eighth, ninth round guy. And I have a fear that, you know, come. The next couple of weeks, he's going to be like a mid-seventh round guy, and I think that's just a little too high, you know, uh, to t- be taking this guy. You know, I think this is right where he should go, and don't try to move him up. You know, don't take him to seventh thinking, I have to get him. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys that in the eighth round I'm comfortable, but I'd rather get him in the ninth.
0: Yeah, he hasn't done much against starters. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's that's the thing you got to pay attention to is that, yeah, he while he's looked good in the preseason, we don't know – you know, we we really don't know the guys he's doing it against. Um, you know, Corey Davis is another one. Like, I know he's looked good in the preseason, but those preseason games were out a lot were with well without Elijah Moore, who you know received a lot of buzz in camp. You know, until he went down. So, you know, I do I I would not have a problem with taking Corey Davis. I wouldn't mind it at all because uh, I do think he's going to be the best target on that team. But not having more. There for the preseason definitely could play a part in Davis kind of being a little overdrafted if Elijah Moore is as good as what you know we were hearing in the beginning of uh, preseason. Uh, Sony Michelle is another guy for me. Uh, I I think this is the perfect spot. I think we talked about it on the podcast when we talked about Sony Michelle. Like where would you take Sony? And we were bringing up the names that were going around this area and Jamal Williams and at the time Gus Edwards. Um, and those were the guys that were going around where he was being drafted or where he's being drafted now after the trade. And, uh, you know, I, I, we talked about it, and I think we said, like, this is kind of the perfect spot for him to go. And he's kind of a guy you can just throw on your roster, stash him. He could eventually take that job from Daryl Henderson, you know, especially Henderson's not really, you know, the pillar of health. He's not really a guy that's been able to stay healthy for the last couple of years. years, um, you know, so – you know, Sony gets it. Plus, you know, Sony might be the goal line back to when it's all said and done. So, you know, he might be the guy getting 40, 40 yards and a touchdown every game. So, you know, to me, I, th- I like Sony right here. I think it's the perfect spot for him. And, you know, I try to take him if I can.
1: Yep. There's uh, not really anybody else. You know, Ryan Taylor and Hale's basically been in this area.
0: Yeah, everybody else pretty much has been in this area. Yeah. Uh, I think Portland Sutton probably dropped a little bit from where he originally was. Yeah, he was in like, the uh, middle of the seventh, because, though. That's because of the injury. I mean, that's not that's not that major. Yeah. So uh, we'll go into the ninth round now. Um, looking into the ninth round, I think McCole Hardman has jumped up from, like, in the beginning when he was, you know, he was more of an 11th round pick when, when I think he gradually moved up as the news became came out of him, you know, being a second round pick, um, or I'm sorry, being the second wide receiver for Kansas City. So I think that you know I, I'm not big on grabbing Hardman here. I liked him a little bit better when he was in the 11th and he was more of a sleeper. Here he's kind of like being drafted a little. He's a little too rich for me right here. You know, I, I've heard a couple of good stats you know uh you know so for instance if Hart Hardman does wind up being the second wide receiver on Kansas City you know Sammy Watkins last year Sammy Watkins for his career in Kansas City has been a uh, you know was getting an average of 6 targets per game McCole Hardman whenever getting 6 targets per game has been ridiculous you know what i mean he's been like close to 100 yards over 100 yards scores a touchdown every time so you know to me you know he has a potential to break out if those targets are there but he's going to still have to compete with demarcus robinson and and byron pringle and those guys too so you know for me it's just i can't see myself taking McCole here but he is a guy that's rising
1: yep uh, i'm not really gonna get i'm not a McCole guy so i'm not really yeah. get into it uh other guy, Tony Pollard has moved up. He was in the tenth round. Now he's going in nine oh seven. He was like the mid tenth. Uh, yeah. So that's nothing crazy.
0: Philip Lindsay's a guy that jumped up too. You yeah, know what I mean? He
1: was in like the twelfth, and now he's going in nine eleven. Yeah which is kind of
0: crazy because we really don't know how that backfield's playing out. You know what I mean? Last game, uh, Mark Ingram or yeah, last preseason game, Mark Ingram has been the one leading the backfield and, you know, they still have J- uh, David Johnson and he's probably going to be more of the passing down back. So this, this backfield could just be a, a complete disaster. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I just, to, we just did our, our, you know, our, our, podcast league that we'll talk about probably tomorrow and go through the teams. And I took Philip Lindsay in that, but that was cause I like needed to load up on running backs that could potentially take a job. Mm. Uh, so, but you know, who knows what's going on with Houston and you know what that situation is going to be. Exactly.
1: Um, the 10th round. So I don't really, see, the only person that I've seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep, D. <laughs> Chuck is really the only guy that I see in this round that is really, because Mike Williams is going in like the eleventh now. He's
0: David Johnson's 10th. dropped a lot. David Johnson yeah. was like a seventh. You know, he was up there with Mostert and and Gordon in the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. they were kind of like. You know, those three guys were kind of looked at as like, eh, they're there, but who knows how long they're going to be there, but they're the starter, so you can get them in the seventh round. They were kind of like David Montgomery last year. If you remember, David Montgomery was going like the seventh round round last year, Um, especially once he got hurt, but he never missed any time in the preseason. Um you know, but David Johnson, since you know all the news came out that him, you know, kind of being third on the depth chart, and Ingram and Lindsey getting a lot more work than him in the preseason, he's a guy that's you know falling a ton.
1: Yeah, uh, and I kind of like getting him here because I kind of feel like there's no risk with David Johnson. Like I think this Houston Texans team is going to be bad. So you know how bad we don't know. You know I mean that's the thing we don't know how bad it's going to be. But if it is bad and they are getting trounced, um, David Johnson would be a running back that I want if they don't trade him or, or do whatever they're going to do with him yeah, because cut him. cut him because I kind of feel like he's the best pass catching back they have and they're going to be in situations where they need to, you know, pass the ball a lot. So it wouldn't surprise me if David Johnson got into the sixty catch range uh, on a team that is you know losing a lot of games and needing to throw a lot. So that wouldn't surprise me at all, especially because you know we we all are presuming that Tyrod is not going to be the long term quarterback there even this season you know what i mean we're all assuming that Mills at some point gets you know to take over as the QB1 there and you know i would i would suspect that you know he needs to get the ball out of his hands a little bit quicker as a running back as a as a rookie quarterback you know and david johnson will probably be that <coughs> excuse me uh probably be that little outlet that he can use to you know, out of the backfield. So, you know, of all the running backs on the team, David Johnson to me is the one that I kind of want.
0: Yep. <clears throat> a couple other guys, you have Jacoby Myers and Trey Lance have both, you know, moved up Irv Smith Jr. Um, Irv Smith really is a guy that like, you know, a lot of people are expecting to break out as a tight end. Now he's probably going to miss the first two or three games of the season. He just had like meniscus surgery or whatever. So, I think his ADP will wind up dropping. Jacoby Myers, a lot of people think is like the number one wide receiver in New England after watching the preseason because he was awesome. Uh, but you know, that was the preseason. We'll have to see how it plays out, especially with the quarterback change. Trey Lance, I think a lot of people are getting more excited on. Um, you know, he wasn't a 10th round pick. He's probably more like the late 11, maybe 12 when, when draft started and now he's in the 10th. So I think people are really excited what this offense could look like with Trey Lance is the quarterback and you know, he's going to, he's going to spearhead that. And you're looking at a guy who could probably run for, you know, 50, 60 yards a game at the quarterback position. And and, and like I, like I said, you translate 60 yards, that's the equivalent of throwing for a buck 50. Like. You know, if he throws for 150 and runs for 60, that's basically throwing for 300 yards. So, you know, and I don't think that's that, you know, that crazy of a thought. So, you know, getting him in the 10th round could actually wind up being a steal. Him and Justin Fields, who is in the 11th. Yes, sir. Uh, so moving into the 11th, um, Giovanni Bernard hopped up you know what i mean he was a guy that was re- not re- even being drafted you know relatively not being drafted when it was when draft started uh Ramondre Stevenson after Sony news and seeing what he did in the preseason um he's definitely he, i really like grabbing Stevenson especially like if i grabbed Harris i would grab Stevenson um because i don't really like i you know we we've been h- given little tidbits in the last couple of years about JJ Taylor, but I don't really know how good JJ Taylor is. I, you know, he did a lot in the Eagles game, but that was against the four stringers. Like, I think that, you know, Stevenson, if he, he could, would get a huge workload if something happened to Damian Harris. So I would definitely try grabbing him, um, you know, it, as a handcuff to, to Harris. Um, Will Fuller is a guy that's really dropped. Um, obviously the injury, but I love this. Like, You know, like, I drafted Will Fuller in our league uh, that we do, like, and I probably drafted him a little early, but, you know, in my opinion, you know, Will Fuller has top 15 upside if he stays healthy. And at the 11th round, there's virtually no risk to get a top 15 wide receiver, you know, that kind of potential. And are we going to act like Deshaun Watson going there wouldn't just be ridiculous for Will Fuller? Like, have we not seen these two play together for for the last three four years? Like, I don't know. Will Fuller to me is definitely a shot worth taking here.
1: Definitely, yep. Yeah. I've I've given you guys all the stats on Will Fuller, and you know I think I have made my case very clear on how I like how much I like Will Fuller, and you know how he should be taken in drafts, and you know I don't really have much more to add than that. The one guy that I'm surprised that he hasn't moved up even just a little bit is Naeem Hines. Like. Yeah. Do we all forget that Naeem Hines was a top 15 running back? <laughs> yeah, he was a top 15 running back last season. Like, I think it's crazy that, you know, people are just completely poo pooing the dude. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I obviously don't think he's going to finish as the number 15 running back, right? But is it crazy to think that he finishes 21 22? Like, I don't think his passing game numbers are going to drop off all that much because. If we know anything about Frank Wright, like he uses the running back in the passing game. Pull back, yep. Yep. Danny Woodhead. Look yeah. at Danny Woodhead. Yep. We we know this. Like this is not Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. Like we we know this to be the way he likes to run his offense. Like he is a very you know, he's basically been the same everywhere he's gone. It hasn't changed. Like in Philly he used the running backs. I mean in, in you know, when he was excuse me, when he was with the Chargers he used the running backs. Since he's been with the Colts he's used the running backs. Like it hasn't changed at all so i don't know why the change in quarterback makes people go eh, that's not gonna work because guess what like do we remember what miles sanders looked like two years ago with with zach Ertz? Like, i mean zach zach you know i said zach Ertz uh with uh carson wentz like he was getting a lot of passes and you know he looked uh
0: good. what's the name Miles My, sanders never was there with frank Reich.
1: no no i'm saying uh, oh no, yeah, no, they I'm were si- never there together. No, no, I'm si- no, I'm not talking about with Frank Ryan. I'm talking about with Carson Wentz. Like Carson Wentz oh, was throwing okay. the ball to, you know, to the running back position. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so I think I think people assumed that because Carson Wentz, you know, is on the team that now they're not going to throw the ball to the running back anymore, but
0: no, that's never like, that's never been the case. Like Corey Clement was actually thrown a exactly. lot as a, when, when, you know, the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. like Carson will throw the running back. And that's what Spoles, I'm saying. I, Aaron Sproles. Like,
1: and that's the only reason I can think that Naeem has, hasn't moved up because people are, are assuming that Carson Wentz doesn't like to throw to the running back. And I, I would disagree with that assumption. Um, so to me, Naeem Hines, I, you know, I've taken him in a couple of drafts in like the 10th round, 9th round because I'm not running back needy and I look at Naeem Hines as a guy that could possibly finish in the top 24. So if I, like, need a running back bad, you know, guess what? If you look at the fantasy numbers, a reception for a running back is worth two and a half points more than a run for the running back. And that's that's – that's basically been documented. It's, it's worth like 2.6 fantasy points, you know, as where, you know, as more than a run would be. So, you know, I just don't see why Naeem Hines is still going in the 11th round. I just don't, I just don't get it. Um, and the funny thing is he's going guys, he's going around guys like Ramondre Stevenson, Chuba Hubbard. Like these are guys that you have no idea. What their role are going to be on their offenses? Like Chuba Hubbard could literally have
0: three, no role. <laughs> yeah, no role.
1: Like three runs a game, and and Ramondae Stevenson might be a guy who gets five carries a game. Like
0: Chuba Hubbard is legitimately just the a the handcuff.
1: handcuff. Yeah, he's literally Period. just a handcuff. So I like, don't understand. Like Hines is
0: actually it, like Hines Bernard James White. Um, all those guys like they're, they're all valuable players, you know. In this, you know, these late rounds, because they're all going to be useful. You know, they're ten fantasy points a game. You know, they don't really have much up, much more upside than that. You know, we've saw – and obviously, you know, we saw Hines do more. I don't know how much of that will really be there if, you know, Taylor does start taking more of the – you know, take on more of the, the work. Like last year they were mixing in Hines in the run game a little bit more. Um, I don't know if that will happen this year with – if you know, in Taylor's second year. But, you know, it's – you basically, Giovanni Bernard, James White, these guys are 10 points a game easily uh, in their offenses. And, you know, with that, that being the case, like, you know, Cole Beasley, these are guys you can get in this area if you really want depth on your bench that you could throw in at any given point. You know, you could throw in, you know, and, and get 10 points as opposed to drafting, you know, like you said, Ch- Chuba Hubbard just because, you know, He's Christian McCaffrey's backup, and Christian McCaffrey could get hurt, and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. you know.
1: Yep. Real quick. So, I just, you know, I have a thought. And I want to do this because I just want to point out the ridiculousness of people taking a fucking defense in the 11th round. Okay. So, Will Fuller last year scored 188.9 points, right? And we all know he missed five games. He only played in 11 games. Right? Yep. The Washington Redskins defense scored 129 points last season. A No, I'm sorry, 127 points. They scored 127 points in 16 games. They averaged 7.9 points. The number one fucking defense was 151 points it was the rams they averaged 9.4 fantasy points per game now everybody's scoring system is different for defense right this is just your basic you know one point for a sack two points for an interception you know all that shit all that what you just a default setting you know which most leagues do right they scored 151 points the number one defense will fuller in 11 games outscored the number one defense by 37 fantasy points and he only played in 11 games like what the fuck are we doing like what are people doing taking you're literally like we're looking at the ADP right now. The Washington Redskins defense is going 11:04, where Will Fuller's going 11:09. Like, why are what would possess you to do this? I don't understand. Like, unless you are in a league that each sack is worth four points and each interception is worth seven points, like I don't understand how you could be taking. You know, guys that are, like, known, come on. Like, you know what these guys are. We'll look at what, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Oh, my God. What's his name? We just talked about him. Um, Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines. Yeah, Naeem Hines, right? So, Naeem Hines last season. Naeem Hines last season on Just Points. He was the number 15. No, let me see here. Where was Naeem Hines? Naeem Hines was the – in PPR, the number 24 running back, right? In full – or no, that's standard. In full PPR, he was much higher than that. I'm sorry. I pulled up standard. So he was 15, like I said. 193.2 fantasy points. He was 42 points better than the number one defense last year. And you're – like I don't understand guys. Please stop taking defense in the 11th round. Just wait till the end. The Rams and
0: t- Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh are all in the 10th round.
1: It don't make no like, sense. <laughs> like what are y'all doing?
0: People just people just start to get anxious and want to fill in their starting lineup. I think that's what it winds up coming down to. I mean, terrible. like I mean it happens in every draft. It happened in our draft today. I was literally looking like why did this dude take a defense and you know, I it is what it is. Uh, you know, uh, people – you can you can preach to high heaven to, to people about how, reti- how retarded it is to take a defense. It is. Uh, you know, before uh, – you know, before your last few rounds. But, you know, they're not going to listen. They're still like, – like I said, people get anxious because the – oh, I need a defense. I was in the league the other day. A guy took two defenses and two kickers. Like, oh God. it's just, you know <sighs> – and he took Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray. Let's see how good his team's going to be. But, um,
1: and this is the other thing, real quick. So, so, and I don't mean to harp on it, but it's annoying. So, just listen to this, guys. The difference between the number one defense and the number 12 defense is 45 points, 45 points throughout the season. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, why? like you can take the number eight defense and it's only 30 points. Like that's crazy y'all. Like you're worried about a point and a half point, point eight, like right.
0: two point, you know, 2.4 points or whatever yeah. for, between the, the, the top defense and the twelfth defense. And it's like, you're, you're worried that much about two and a half points Yeah, that you, you know, miss out on a guy that could potentially be a league winning player. Um, and like a Will Fuller or Naeem hot Naeem Hines was a league winner last year. Like yeah. it, was, it was like top 24 running back and you know, but it is what it is. Crazy. Um, and yeah, moving on, um, the 12th and final round. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't really going to bring the rounds up like that. I was just going to go through a couple guys that I saw. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has dropped. Um, he was a guy going a lot higher. He was actually like in a top, you know, I thought he was, I think he was in a top 12 quarterback at a certain point. Uh, you know, was,
1: I don't think he ever got up that high, but he was close. He was, I, I want to say he was like 14th yeah, or he's something. He's
0: fallen, like you know, he's fallen underneath, James. you know, Justin Fields and, ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, Justin Fields and Trey Lance, you know, by a ton. He was ahead of both of those guys. He's now under Mayfield. He's under Jameis. He's under Roethlisberger. Like, yeah, I, I think it's a little bit crazy to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be better than that, but you know we'll have to see how that plays out. I guess people are just maybe because Chark's not there. You know, maybe because the offensive line has looked like complete shit and he's been getting pressured. But he looked really good against Dallas's backups. So we'll have to see if that can translate to the starting ro- the starting lineup against Houston. He is a great Week One starter, by the way. Trevor Lawrence is. Oh, yeah. He's going to fucking play against Houston in week one. Dude, he is a great streaming quarterback to start the season.
1: And I just want to say this real quick. Like, I'm not telling you to go draft Trevor Lawrence. That's not what I'm saying. But I think people – put wait, like, the preseason is not for you to put more stock or less stock into any player. Like, I, I think we need to learn this about the preseason and, and understand what the preseason is. The preseason is not for you to say, I fucking hate – I love this guy and now I hate him. The preseason is for you to solidify the guys that you think are good, a la Najee Harris, right? Najee Harris has done nothing in the preseason other than that one big catch, right, and run to make you go, this dude is going to be amazing. But he's still being drafted as a top basically 12 running back, right, right? because you already knew that he was going to be the focus of that offense. Like he is going to be probably, you know, one of the highest touchbacks in football this year. Right. But like guys like Jameis Winston, right. Who now has the job for the saints. So now you're like, okay, I had like Jameis Winston now has the job. So now you can put him into your top 15. Cause before you didn't know, you didn't know what guy was going to get the job and, and what was going on, you know, So, that's what the preseason is for. It's to figure things out. It's not to, you know, obviously when guys get hurt, like, you know, like uh, D.K. Metcalf, or D.K. Metcalf, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, What the hell is his name? Uh, The running back for the J.K. Dobbins. When J.K. Dobbins goes down, now obviously, you know what I mean? He's not a third-round pick. He's done for the season, right? Like, those guys drop. But, like, it's just a situation like – You guys have to take into account that guys that you were high on, you know, maybe the preseason hurts them, like Melvin Gordon, right? Melvin Gordon was going in, like, the fifth round. Now he's dropped a lot because of, you know, Javante Williams, basically. But you still don't know that situation. So for Melvin Gordon to, you know, drop as much as he has, he was going in the fifth round, now he's going in the seventh. Like, I still think he's, like, a sixth-round player. Because you don't know if Melvin Gordon is going to lose his job completely. Like, it could be – this is the other thing that a lot of people haven't even mentioned or talked about. Javante Williams has basically been a backfield committee his entire college collegiate career. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. like he was the only guy in North Carolina. You know what I mean? He was splitting carries with Michael Michael Carter. They were basically splitting 50-50. So it would not be surprising if Melvin Gordon and – You know, Michael – I mean, Javante Williams split – carries 50-50. Like, I don't think that's crazy. You know what I mean? Maybe in the beginning of the season, Melvin Gordon gets more of the touches and then Javante Williams takes over a little bit towards the end of the season. But either way, I don't see him being 100% of this backfield, right? So, it's just those kinds of things that I I think, you know, people really need to consider and, and, you know what I mean, and and understand that the – Preseason is to help you figure out which guys are, are the guys that you're going to stay high on and what guys that maybe you drop a little bit, but the drastic drops and the drastic shit that goes on in the preseason sometimes when you look at these ADPs, I think it's just kind of crazy. Like, Will Fuller in the 11th round. Like, what? Like, how does this even happen? You I mean, how is Will Fuller going behind fucking defenses?
0: Mm -hmm. it don't
1: make no sense people overreact and the overreaction it's what that's what you got to capitalize on it's the same thing as dfs right in dfs a guy will have a terrible week right and everybody Mm -hmm. will be like oh fuck that guy i'm done i'm not playing that guy and those are the guys that go after that week and guess what i've won really big money doing that because people are just like that guy killed me last week i can't play him again like are you kidding me like like have amnesia when it comes to this kind of like, for some things, not all things, but some things, just be patient. You know I mean, it's all I got. All all I can say.
0: Yep. Um. So looking at some other guys, um, Marquise Brown, real quick. Hollywood Brown has dropped, you know, because of his injury, obviously. Um. In the twelfth round, though, don't you think that's kind of crazy? The way he yeah. finished off his season. Yeah, I mean, he's he's probably a guy worth taking there because he's a first-round pick. He obviously has home run potential. He's a guy who could, you know, he's kind of a uh, best ball phenomenon kind of guy. Like, mm. you know, definitely one of them in best ball. Oh, yeah. uh, but, you know, he, he's a guy that if you needed a, uh, you know, you need to pl- throw in a lineup because you're on your bye weeks and you're – you know it doesn't look good for your scoring preview or whatever your your you know projections are looking bad and you're like you know what let me throw Hollywood in there because yeah Hollywood's projection may look like it's 9 points but he could definitely score 20 25 if he has one of those big games so you know he's one of those home run type of players and he's definitely worth it in the 12th round cuz you're not really not really losing anything by not but if you you know have to get rid of them curtis samuel's another one like curtis samuel i feel like was in like the 10th 9th 10th round he's dropped into the 12th yeah. because he hasn't played um you right. know going down you had brian edwards who you've been high on he's jumped up into the 13th
1: yeah so real quick uh, so just on hollywood i, I just want to say this because i think people are really underestimating like what? How? Like, do we not realize that they lost like a whole bunch of their weapons? Like, oh, yep. they have injuries all over the place, right? Yep. They lost J.K. Dobbins.
0: They lost. You know, what I mean, they yep. they they lost. Baton. Oh, we just we just talked about this with Mark Andrews yesterday. Like, this is yeah. the dude has fallen, and he's their only healthy weapon. For real, <laughs> like, like he's the only healthy weapon. Like, I don't get it. You know, like, Hollywood's back now practicing, but like, Mark Andrews dropped around and he's literally their only healthy weapon. Like he's in a perfect spot to have a great, a very great, good season. Yeah. And you know, people are acting like Mark Andrews is just going to fall off the face of the earth or like, you know, know, we're taking Kyle Pitts ahead of Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is a solidified tight end.
1: Yep. So real quick, just listen to these numbers last year. Against Pittsburgh, we all know Pittsburgh is a good defense last year, right? Joe Hayden covered him. He had 18.5 fantasy points against Pittsburgh. Against Dallas, Rashard Robinson, not that good. He had 14.9. Kevin Johnson on the on Cleveland you know, Cleveland Browns played him 13, he scored 13 fantasy points. Uh, the, he, Then they played the Jacksonville Jaguars. He scored 15.8. They played the New York Giants, James Bradbury. We all know how great James Bradbury was last year. He was very, very good. He had 12.5 on him. Um, and then against Cincinnati in the last game of the season, 21.1, the dude had his lowest game was 11 fantasy or 12.5 fantasy points against the giants. And, and James Bradbury, who we all know is a really good corner. So I don't understand how this dude is going in the 12th round other than the injury. And now, you know, if you read what his, his, you know, player profile says on, on basically every website, he's going to be a healthy go for week one. Good to go for week one. So For him to be going in the 12th round, I think, is just kind of crazy. I mean, with those finishes. Basically, he finished as a, you know, number 24 wide receiver, if you Mm averaged it all out the last, you know, the last six games of the season. So, I don't know. Don't make no sense to me.
0: Yep. Um... So two more guys, obviously, uh, the last two I'll bring up, uh, if you want to bring up any more, you can, um, but it's Tony Jones jr. And Tyson Williams, who we've talked about a little bit, Tyson Williams is now, um, he has not seemed to be like, uh, entered the, the fantasy football calculator ADPs yet, but he's probably a guy that's going to be going in like round 11 eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of a couple rounds later than Gus Edwards was, uh, but you know, as a guy who, you know, right now is the number two running back in Baltimore and is definitely going to get some carries considering they've kind of used a dual dual running back system since Lamar has been the quarterback. Um, and Tony Jones jr is apparently, you know, taking Latavius Murray's job and you know Murray was a guy going in like the ninth round. Um, you know, Couple weeks, you know, about a month ago, you take Murray in the ninth round. Well, if Tony Jones is going to be that guy. You know, right now he's going in the thirteenth round. Mm-hmm. So you're basically getting Latavius Murray's value at four rounds later. If if Tony Jones really is that guy, so um, those two guys are guys that have jumped up a little bit and are definitely names worth watching because of the fact that you know they they are now in positions that they can contribute to their team and they can be able to contribute to fantasy teams.
1: Really, the only guy that I'm going to talk about is the same guy that we talked about last year a lot. I think every week we had him on the waiver wire podcast, and that's Cole Beasley.
0: <laughs> Cole
1: Beasley is going in the 13th round, 13.8. Like, if you went running back heavy and then went wide and then went tight end, and then you took your first wide receiver in you know, basically around four or five, there is no reason that Cole Beasley should not be on your team. Like for real, there there's like no reason that he should not be on your team. I, I don't understand. Like the dude was literally 10 fantasy points every single week. Like, you know, it didn't make sense. Like, I don't, other than when he, you know, he got banged up a little bit in a couple of games. He, he was, it's crazy to me that he's, his ADP is so low. Um, And then, you know, Terrace Marshall is another one that I thought his ADP would rise with how great his, his, uh, preseason Preseason. was, yep. but it didn't, he's still 1309 and, you know, I didn't think it was going to get into the, you know, single digit rounds, but I thought he should be probably like a 12th round guy, you know, 11th round guy easily. And he just never moved up. He just stayed basically, he was in the 14th and he moved up to the 13th. So that's not, you know, that's not a big move up. Um, but, you know, other than that, that's basically it for me.
0: All right, guys, that is it for tonight's podcast. Like I said, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll go over our podcast league and, you know, the, the draft that we just had and break down the teams and give you guys grades like, uh, you know, like we did last year. Um, so I'm looking forward to that because I actually really like my team. I don't know how you feel about yours. But, uh, Bro, I'm I mean, gonna be honest.
1: I was cleaning out my garage since, like, 3 o'clock this afternoon. Like, I went ham on that garage, bro. I started building shelving, and I started doing all kinds of craziness. So, my my draft, I missed my first pick, but I was going to take Jonathan Taylor anyway. I ended up taking Jonathan Taylor there. I was going to take him anyway because I literally have him in zero leagues. I have no Jonathan Taylor. So, I was actually going to, you know, do that anyway. Just um, because
0: of the podcast league and yeah, exactly, see how it
1: goes. Yeah, yeah, see how it goes. So it's gonna. Uh, I I like the way my tr- team went, but I have nobody. I have no idea how anybody else's team looks. I have. I don't even know who people drafted. I have no idea. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, I, I mean, I just from looking. I mean, we had one team that we're going to have to just bash, but uh, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, I know you know, that team. well, he, you know, he actually said he just missed the draft, but, uh, um, yeah, we'll talk about it tomorrow when we get on the podcast. So until next time, peace out guys. Peace family.